Hello, hello, hello. Welcome again to another episode of Lati Talks. This is your host, Thomas Belcher, missionary to the U.S. Territory of Guam, and it is a blessing to be here with you guys again today as we get to go into the Word of God and see what He has for us today. This is just a small, the I guess you could say devotional, that uh, I read today in Scripture that really stuck out to me, and I thought I wanted to share it with you here on the podcast today. And um, today we're looking at we're doing a small character study on Esau. Uh, Esau, how he is basically a story of bitterness and what bitterness can do in your life if you let it linger. Uh, I've heard many preachers start doing character stories on Jacob and Isaac and whatnot, and rightfully so. Jacob is a very shifty character. I don't really care for him a whole lot in the Bible because he he's just not a very good person, not somebody that I would have wanted to hang around with. But to be honest, neither is Esau. Esau is a very bitter person. You don't really hear a whole lot about Esau except for him handing over the birthright and trying to kill Jacob later on, wanting to kill Jacob later on. But we can still learn quite a bit from Esau. And today we're going to start looking into how Esau is really a story of bitterness and then how he leaves that bitterness behind him. His early days are that story of bitterness. If you're able to, turn with me into Genesis chapter 25, verse 34. Genesis 25, 34. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. This is, uh, of course, telling the story of how Esau gave his birthright away for a bowl of chili. Basically, that's what I like to say was that he gave everything away, the, the entire inheritance, over for a bowl of chili. It's a, a very sad story of what happens here, and as we see that Esau was willing to give everything up. So, you really start to wonder, well, what did it even mean to him in the first place? It, it must not have meant a whole lot if he was willing to give it up so easily. And if he was, if he was such a good hunter, why didn't he go grab food to eat when he was out there, when he was out in the field? If he was so good at what he did, why didn't he go do something like that? But that's just another question. He was a cunning hunter. I'm not saying the Bible was wrong. I'm just saying, hey, why didn't he go provide his own meal? But Esau was clear. Esau gives Jacob the birthright. And at the end of verse 34, we see Esau despised his birthright. Esau... I, what we gather from that last sentence in chapter 25 is that Esau was bitter about that whole situation. Esau was bitter about how Jacob played him. Jake, Jacob conned him out of the inheritance. Now, Esau really didn't, In my, honestly, in my studies of chapter 25, it sounded like Esau really did not care much about the inheritance in the first place. Esau wanted to do what Esau wanted to do. He wanted to go out hunting. He wa- he didn't want to stay home. He didn't want to look after the herd. He didn't want to do the monotony of life. And I imagine that's what a lot of what Isaac had to do. A lot of what Isaac's job was was monotony. A lot of it was correspondence. A lot of it, of course, was outside work. Uh, but a lot of it was stuff that Esau didn't want to do. Esau was an outdoors guy. He was an outdoor man. He didn't want to handle all the stuff that Isaac did. So I imagine that he was not looking forward to being into having what Isaac was going to give him, uh, what w- uh, what his inheritance was going to be. 
So when he hands over the inheritance, I can imagine that he was pretty happy about it. But, hey, Jacob conned him. For a bowl of soup, Esau gave the inheritance over. Bitterness, uh, point number one that I want to point out in this small character study, bitterness started at Jacob's conniving. The bitterness in Esau's life started at this point. You realize that at this point in life, Esau starts to despise his birthright, but uh, due to the whole situation of how Jacob got it and what Jacob did to get it, you realize, though, all of that was Esau's fault. Esau didn't have to go to Jacob for food. Esau didn't have to let, uh, hand over the birthright. He didn't have to do any of that. All that bitterness that starts that we see that goes all the way throughout the book of Genesis starts right here, and it starts by his own fault, his own hand. Bitterness started at this conniving point in Esau's life. What does that say about the Christian? You know, we go through many trials, and it's uh, it's safe to say that pretty much every Christian, especially every Christian I know, we've all known somebody who has been a conniving person and somebody who has tried to take something from us or done something wrong to us, something bad to us. And depending on what we do will depend on what our life is like later on. Now Esau, he let bitterness seek into his life, and as we will see later on, bitterness just kept taking and taking and taking until there really wasn't much of anything left. And bitterness really destroyed Esau's life. So we as the Christian, when we meet somebody or some situation that would that is negative in our life, Forgive the pause. I was trying to find the right word. But as negative in our life, we come at a crossroads. A decision needs to be made. Are we going to let ourselves become bitter at what happened? Are we going to let ourselves become bitter at how we were treated, at uh, what somebody said to us? Or are we going to move on and just accept it? Now Esau, he chose he chose to be bitter. And we're going to see what that led led to him. Now, thankfully, though, the story does end pretty well in the end for Esau. Um, they patch things up together in the end. Spoiler alert, that's what happens. But we're going to see what es uh, what bitterness did to his life. Number two, look with me. Look with me into... Oh my goodness, I lost my place. Look with me into chapter 26. Verse 35. I don't know why I didn't have that reference written down, but I did not. Verse 26, uh, chapter 26, verse 35. Number two, bitterness led Esau to marry the two Hittite women. We see that in verse 34, Esau was 40 years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of Beeri, the Hittite, and Bashamath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. He married two Hittite women. He, Hittites were sworn enemies of the children of Israel. And what does that do in verse 35? Which were a grief of mind unto Isaac and to Rebekah. Isaac and Rebekah both hated the fact that he married Hittite women. He wasn't supposed to do that. He wasn't supposed to marry other nationalities. That wasn't supposed to be the thing. That wasn't supposed to, that was against the law. That's what, that was against what God had said. And that's what he went and did anyway. You know what bitterness will often lead to? 
when you grow bitter at a situation, when you grow bitter at a person or a situation or something bad that happened to you, it will often lead to rebellion. Rebellion against what you were taught, rebellion against what you uh, what is right, rebellion against what God said. It happens quite a bit. I've seen it time and time again. A lot of Christians will let bitterness creep into their heart over a certain situation. And then after a while, they'll start questioning what God said in his word, and they'll start going into open rebellion. It always starts small, and I and it always starts with bitterness. I, I've always seen it with bitterness. Bitterness is one of the, Satan's biggest tools that he uses in our lives, and one of the biggest tools that he uses in the life in the, of the Christian is bitterness. And that bitterness led him to rebel against his two parents, led him to rebel against what God had already said, what God had commanded, led him to rebel against what was done in his family, and led him to marrying two Hittite women. Sworn enemies of the children of Israel. Bad people, bad people, idolatrous people, awful people. And that's what bitterness led him to do. Bitterness led him to into outright rebellion. You know what he said? He said, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. If Jacob is the type of person that my parents are going to raise, my mom, he's a mama's boy, my mom loves him more than me, and my dad's going to sit back and not do anything about it, then you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to marry who I want to marry. That's what bitterness will do. That's what bitterness will often lead to. Bitterness leads into open rebellion. You go look into any Christian and to any person that let bitterness creep into the, into their life and stay in their life, and not long after that, they will rebel against the Word of God and what God has established. They will do it. They will do it. I've seen it time and time again, and you know what? It breaks my heart every single time. Because we often, it's so easy to let bitterness stay in our life. All bitterness does is poison you. It's just a poison. It's a rot. It doesn't hurt anybody other than yourself. It doesn't hurt the fellow you're mad at. It hurts you. That's it. So by the end of the day, you're killing yourself thinking that you're getting back at the other fellow because you're mad at him. Nope, that's not how that works. Not how that works. You're only harming yourself. You're doing yourself you're doing yourself harm. There's no point to it. No point whatsoever. Number three, look with me in Genesis chapter 27, verse 41. This is where things start to escalate. Things are about to escalate out of control. You see here in, in this passage of scripture, Jacob, at the request of his mother, disguised himself as Esau and stole the blessing from the firstborn Esau. He stole the blessing. Another reason I don't like Jacob, Jacob is sneaky. He hmm. Honestly, I, I'm very disappointed in Rebecca at this point. I mean, she she really is a disappointment at this at this point in time. But at this point, Jacob has stolen the birthright. Look with me in verse 36 first, if you're able to. And he said, is not he rightly named Jacob? For he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright. He's still bitter about the birthright. He's still bitter. That was two chapters ago. He's still bitter about the birthright. And behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? He's still bitter about the birthright. That is the first thing he brings up. First thing. Even though, to be honest, the birthright was his own fault. It was his own decision. He could have said no. 
but that is the first thing he brings up, and now he is furious over Jacob stealing the blessing. So look with me in verse 41. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. That bitterness that he had in his heart towards Jacob from Jacob, steal, uh, Jacob taking the inheritance was compounded by the fact, by the bitterness that he had when Jacob stole the blessing. It made it ten times worse. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. Number three, bitterness was leading him to kill Jacob. Bitterness was leading him to irrevocable, irrevocable destruction. That's it. You know, that's what bitterness always leads to. If we'd let bitterness grow and just feed it in our lives and just grow in our lives, all it will lead to, all it will lead to is complete and total, total destruction of, in which there is no turning back from. He was almost going to kill his brother. Do you know what would have happened had he killed his brother? I have no clue. I imagine God would have been furious and then a whole war would have broken out or something. I don't know. I'm scared to think about it. But he almost killed Jacob. Rebecca finds out about it. Rebecca tells Jacob, hey, you got to get out of here. Your brother's going to try and kill you for what we've done. Your brother is going to try and kill you. All of this started because of the bitterness in Esau's life. The bitterness, the bitterness that Esau let creep into his life and ruin him. You realize that all of this could have been settled. All of this could have been settled. Had Esau, honestly, all of it could have been settled had um, had Isaac done what was right in the first place. It raised his children, right? But, you know what? It was all Esau's decision to let bitterness into his life. We can blame parents as much as we want. Doesn't mean we're right. I, it's funny, you watch all the, all these sessions with therapists and you know what, these psychiatrists will always say, well, a lot of the stuff starts with the parent. A lot of the stuff starts with the parent. And you know what, some stuff does start with the parent. I'm not, I'm not a psychiatrist. I can't say anything about that. But what I can say is that it's at a certain point in our life, we start making decisions for ourselves, and we need to start taking responsibility for the decisions that we make. That we ourselves make. Friend, don't let bitterness into your life. Bitterness, all it will do is destroy you. It will take everything that is good in your life, all the blessings of God in your life, and just completely annihilate them. It will, it will take everything good in your life. It is a poison. It is the greatest tool that the devil can use in our flesh. Don't let bitterness into your life. Bitterness was leading him to kill his own brother. We saw this before in Cain and Abel. Cain grew bitter, so he killed Abel. Cain was, Cain was bitter because he thought that Abel was better than him. I'm almost 100% certain that that's, that was the mentality at the time. He thought that God felt that Abel was better than him. It wasn't that. It was the fact that Abel brought to God what God requested, what God told him to bring. Cain didn't. That's a different story, but it does tie into this one, the story of bitterness. 
you know what? He grew so bitter at his brother that he almost tried to kill him. He was going to try and kill him. When the days of mourning for their father were past, he was going to kill him. And you know what? Esau could have done it. Esau could have done it, and Jacob would never have known about it. He would never have seen the arrow coming. He was going to kill him. But now, let me conclude with this last point. Esau's life. Fast forward some chapters into chapter 35, the end of chapter 35, verse 29. A lot of stuff happens in between these couple of chapters. People grow. They're not the same as what they used to be. Esau has lived his own life. Jacob has lived his. Isaac has lived his. Well, Jacob, I'm sorry, I'm getting names confused. But Jacob has lived his life too. They both have grown. They both have grown as people. Jacob is a, li a little more tolerable than what he used to be. A little more, not by much. He still gets on my nerves quite a bit. But he is a little more tolerable. And so they start to meet in the desert. Jacob's passing through and they meet in the desert. Jacob's scared to death that Esau's going to kill him. He gets to the point where he hides behind his own women and children. He's that much of a coward. Because he, he thinks that Esau's planning on killing him. You know what? Esau could have done it. Esau could have killed Jacob and every single person in his family right then and there. He could have done it. But he didn't. Instead, he patches things up with his brother. That hate and that bitterness, he let go of it. He let go of all of it. He had grown as a person. He decided at some point before that, that he was not going to let bitterness rule in his life. And you know what it did for him? It helped him patch things up with his family. Look with me in chapter 29, verse, uh, chapter 35, verse 29. Abraham, um, not Abraham, my goodness, I'm getting all kinds of names wrong today, and the names are right in front of me on my notes. Isaac has died. Everyone was gathered unto him, unto the people, all the people, all of his entire family were gathered. But look with me. And Isaac gave up the ghost and died and was gathered unto his people, being old and full of days. And his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Buried him. You realize? They buried their father. They buried their father together. They saw, they patched things up just in time for them to be able to bury their father together. There was no bitterness at that moment. It was a mournful time. But it was a time of peace for them as they were able to finally get over what had happened, what Jacob and his family had done. And they were able, and they were able to grow. Esau grew as a person. He really did. He didn't do everything right, no. But he shows that we as a person, as a Christian, can get rid of the bitterness in our life. Bitterness is hard to beat. But he was not going to let it rule him anymore. We as Christians need to learn that. 
Christian, if you're listening to this today and you're bitter towards somebody or a situation in your life, you know what? It may be understandable. You may be understandably upset. I don't know what's going on in your life. But I can tell you this. Regardless of what happens, you need to give it up to the Lord. You can't let bitterness rule your life. All bitterness is going to lead to, all that hate is going to lead to, is to lead to your own personal destruction. It's not going to do anything for you. Well, so-and-so did me wrong. This happened to me. Life's not fair. I understand that. I understand that. But don't let bitterness rule your life. Try not to let bitterness rule you. Get it right with God. Just give it up to God. And keep keep that poison of bitterness out of your life. That concludes our little study on uh, Esau. Story, uh, story of bitterness. Spoke to my heart today as I was reading through that in devotions. Really spoke to my heart. About trying to keep bitterness from getting to me and what bitterness will lead to. Well, thanks for joining us again today on this episode of Lati Talks. It's been a blessing to be here with you and see what God has had for us and uh, to go over God's Word with y'all. It's just a wonderful blessing to spend any time with y'all. I can't wait to see y'all again. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week, and we'll be seeing you all soon. Bye.